Jazzcast Pros. Hey, welcome to the Healthy Illness Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Marie, and this is episode 99. This episode is the epilogue to my trip to India, how to prepare for the vacation after the vacation. So tune in. By the end of this episode, you will have a couple of key points and tips that you can use in order to better prepare for life after vacationing. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Welcome to the Healthy Illness Podcast, a podcast helping you build healthier relationships while living with a mental health condition. And we are on the cusp of 100 episodes. Yes, like, subscribe, and share. Tell everyone you know about the Healthy Illness Podcast. If you have been with me for a couple weeks, you would have caught up on my trip to India. Just an incredible journey, an incredible time. I had so much fun. There were so many highlights to the trip from going to the Taj Mahal and being at my first Indian wedding. That was the purpose of the trip. And so the the shopping and the fun and sightseeing was additional. Shout out to Yanel and Api. Congratulations on your uh, journey together. And thank you for inviting me, for having me. Uh, I was a plus one of one of my closest friends, Annette. And um like they, you know, didn't have to welcome me the way that they did. I was just the, the plus one of a friend, right? But they treated me like family. So usually like my my ideal vacation is warm weather in the beach. Not too hot, like, but I love the ocean. So I want it to be warm enough that I can get into the ocean, feel the waves and not these, you know, dangerous East Coast ocean waves that knock you over, but like a gentle, like little cove where the waves come in and, you know, a peaceful experience with the salt water. That's my ideal vacation. Sun, sand, water. I don't need no music. I have a song going on in my head 24 hours a day. So like, I don't need any other noise, any other distractions. I love being alone. If I could be like on a deserted island um, with food. So like not really deserted, but maybe like dessert... Bring all the supplies that I need, then you can leave me and just check on me uh, like once a day or something. Like that probably would be my ideal vacation. And so I'm not one for big cities, although I do love to go to New York and experience all that New York has. But that's like a, a mindset. Like when I go to New York, I'm prepared. I'm ready. I know what I'm going to experience and it's okay. Like I'm I am prepared. And my New York trips are usually like three days. I was in India for, uh, let's see. So we, I was in India for a week. We left here on a Monday, arrived in India Wednesday morning. There was a, a lengthy uh, layover in New York 
uh, to, so from Buffalo to New York was a like 45 minute hour flight. Uh, then we had several hours at JFK until our flight to leave overseas. And so that was, so really we left like Monday night to like really embark on the trip. So Monday night we arrive early, like six o'clock early uh, Wednesday morning. Once we arrive, we get some rest, two days of sightseeing and getting to know all the other folks on the trip. And then we are full into wedding mode. After the wedding, we have another day of some local traveling and uh, enjoyed ourselves there. And then we, we head back home. We wake up ready to go. There's a delay. We can't get out of India on time. We miss our connection in Finland, have to stay overnight in Finland. We miss our connection uh, in JFK, but uh, the the connection to Finland takes us to Heathrow, then to JFK instead of directly from Helsinki, Finland to JFK. So there's another stop in there. So what should have been a leave on Tuesday, arrive home Tuesday night return trip was leave on Tuesday morning, arrive Thursday, many days later. And not only is it many days later, but you have to consider like all of the hours of time difference that we spent in different places. So it, it was much longer than three days. It was interesting. And so coming back home, I was exhausted, right? And I I did a lot of preparation ahead of time. You can check that episode out, like preparing to travel, preparing to be in another country where I would not have access to medicine or um, like my, the medicine I need for my health, right? Like uh, there's medicine in India. I don't have a doctor there, right? So what do I need in order to go and be mentally healthy and enjoy myself and be there for my friends? And so all that preparation I did, not realizing, you know, at the time that that was going to be necessary for me to be on and available and prepared for this extended journey home. I've often heard people say, you know, they need a vacation from their vacation. I'm not one of those people uh, in that my vacations tend to really be vacations. I'm a low-key I don't have a schedule to adhere to. I'm not rushing to get anywhere. Like my vacation is exactly that. So when I get home, I'm ready to go. Even like extended travel, being on a plane doesn't bother me. I can sleep anytime, anywhere. I'm usually good when it, when it comes to that. But this was different in that it wasn't a typical vacation for me. And there's a lot that went into being away that I don't ordinarily have to do. So because I was going to India to represent my friend of a friend, me not being the primary friend in this you know, scenario, I wanted to make sure that as the plus one, I was adhering to as many rules as possible, that I was not disruptive in any way, that my presence was more welcoming than not. Like I didn't want to be the offensive American. I also didn't want to be the offensive Black American. I didn't want to... Um, bring any shame to the bride and groom. I didn't want to bring any shame to my girlfriend that I was traveling with, right? And I use the word shame from a, a cultural standpoint, right? I, I I didn't want to be the, oh, she's one of those, right? And so there's some, it, as much as I could mitigate how I showed up, I did, right? And purposely, you know, dress conservative, 
I, I did as much as I could in order to not be an offensive American. I will say this, no matter what you do, you are going to offend someone. We are who we are. And so even in trying, I accepted that I may still do things or say things that ends up offending, but I wanted to do as much as I could to not be that person. That requires a lot of energy for someone, especially that just showing up in a way that is not, you know, table flipping over uh, requires a lot of energy. And not to say that, you know, I got the Hulk in me, although the Incredible Hulk, listen, my eye, I could feel it coming on the way home. Not a part of this conversation, but the, so the Hulk is there. <laughs> but just generally showing up as someone who understood at least a little bit the culture in which they were in took more than me being, say, at a resort and just not being an asshole, right? Like there, there's two, for me, separate ways in which you show up because my general kindness and way about me may still be perceived as, you know, disrespectful or offensive or fill in the blank in this environment of being in India at a wedding, et cetera. So when I get back, I am exhausted, long story short. Like I am tired. And I I didn't intend to uh, have nothing on my calendar, but as as luck would have it, my calendar was pretty free when I came back home. I did cancel an event because I, I knew that I wasn't going to be back in time, but that I mean, I, I wasn't here. So it's not like I, I canceled it and I was home recovering, but I actually needed to spend some time away, like me and... Uh, my girlfriend, we are still cool. We are still friends. We still talk, but I needed time away from everybody. I had no problem separating myself because again, I know what I need. I know that when I need to spend time away, I need to withdraw and spend time away. I know that I still needed to show up for my team at work. So I needed to take even more time to be able to recover so I could show up in my nine to five. I just came from vacation, right? So I I really... I don't have much time. Well, I do have PTO. I don't have much time by way of the deadlines that I have to be able to take more time to recover. And so what I did was I talked to a girlfriend of mine. I was going to buy a ticket to her sorority's ball. We chatted. She was like, Kelly, do you really want to go? Girl, no, I don't really want to go. She's like, okay, well then don't go. I'm like, well, do you still want the ticket money? She said, no, I said bet, right? So that was one big lift because being at that ball would have required a lot out of me socially that I didn't have to do. Then my girlfriend called and uh, wanted to know if I wanted to go to a sporting event. Girl, no. And I don't even know why you're going because I know you're tired too. So I told her no. And I need to touch base with her to see how she handled that being so soon after our our return home. But uh, I I said no. And I did not do anything the week returning. I didn't do anything that following week. So that Sunday through Saturday. Then uh, this week, I had one event on Thursday. I did go to that one, but I didn't go to any others that week, this past week. Because I know it takes social, it it takes energy for me to be social in a way that I like to show up. And so that is, that was my way of getting a vacation after the vacation. Showed up for work, did what I needed to do in the nine to five, 
And then ensuring that my evenings were free to just be, just to relax, to do nothing, to sit around the house, to burn candles, to listen to music, to lay in the bed, to watch TV, to catch up on sleep, even though there's only so much sleep you can catch up on, but catch up on sleep as much as possible and just take time to recoup. And so knowing that I need that, if I'm not getting my standard vacation, I can now build that into my next vacation. Everybody doesn't have extra time like that. And I get that. And so my recommendation would be, if you are the type of person that needs to have a vacation after vacation, you're so burnt out after your vacation, I'm going to suggest that you question the type of vacation that you're going on. Like, is this truly the type of vacation that I need to rest? Like, what's the purpose of this time away from work? What is the purpose of this vacation? Oftentimes, especially if we have younger family or you know are in a relationship, like you take family trips and family vacations, like that's not a vacation, that's extra work. And so call it that, right? It's it's not a, it's a vacation for the kids, but it's not a vacation for you. You're still working and you don't get a break because the kid's not in school. So how do you prepare yourself for that extra work? Only you have that answer, right? Look at your self-care routine. What self-care pieces can you incorporate into your trip? Is it, all right, kids, you know, you have X amount of time, hours, whatever, to be able to be a part of the resort's kids thing or read a book or what, like, I need a nap. Like, figure out what it is you need to do and have as a part of a fuller family vacation or couples vacation, you know, that that gives you that time and space that you need for yourself. If you are not like, so I am not like a rip and running, let's go, let's do this. We got to be at this place by five o'clock, this place by 730. Like I'm a, I'm not here for that. I do that here. Right. And so I'm not doing that on vacation. I don't mind getting up early for an excursion or a trip or, you know, something like that. I'm okay with that but I can plan and prepare for that. But it's not going to be a, this trip is at this time, three hours later, we need to be at this place. Next hour later, we need to be at that place. Then we're going to eat here for hour and a half. Then once we leave there, we're going to go to the, like, that's not a vacation to me. And so I don't go on girls trips and that kind of stuff because I don't want to do that. I also don't want to club all night and go out drinking. So that is the type of trip that is being scheduled. I don't need to be a part of it or While you all are doing that, I am going to be asleep, right? Like you can determine how you show up for your vacation so that when you get home, you don't need a vacation. The second piece, in the planning phase of things, figure out what you will and what you won't do, what you do want to do, what you don't want to do. Be prepared to do things alone or to do them in a smaller group if you're in like a larger girls trip type of situation. If you're traveling with family and family and friends or or just family and you have children, like are you traveling with adults that could maybe watch the kids while you travel? How old are the children? Can they stay at home while you go on vacation? perhaps, (laughs) right? Like think of all of the ways in which you show up. Who says the vacation has to be this way, right? Who says that a vacation has to be jam-packed full of stuff to do? If you enjoy that, cool beans, go for it. If that is not your thing, because some people like that gives them life, the ripping and the running and the going and then in a minute, not the kid. For me, (laughs) for a much more relaxed environment. 
and that's okay. But I know then if I'm planning a trip or if I'm traveling with people that are not like me in that way, I need to figure out how to schedule some me time. One of the things that I, for again, yeah, I'm only giving you my perspective and what works for me. We shared a room in India and that was just a, the setup. There was no way for us to have two separate rooms. If I travel again with someone, and I, so I've never in recent years, I can't think of a time, like in the last 20 years, I've had to, to share a room. And so I didn't realize how much that alone time meant to me, that time to be able to step away and go take a nap or just go sit and be alone and not have to smile and wave. Like there are nooks and crannies at the resort that I could have gone and sat, but then people would have been stopping me, asking me if I wanted something to drink. Do I want some tea? Are you warm? Can I get you anything? And like, I just wanted alone time and I didn't have that. So there's a way to schedule space or, or find space where you could be alone. Take that time, make sure you add that into your trip. On the way back, we stayed over at the TWA hotel. And while she was asleep, I got up like four o'clock in the morning. I got up and went touring the hotel. So you can check at the Front Seat Life on IG and Facebook. And you can see what my TWA tour was like. It was just me walking around the hotel. There are a couple people here and there, but it's four o'clock in the morning. Well, it's New York, four o'clock in the morning. It was still four o'clock in the morning. Very few people were up. And so I got that alone time. Even though I was out and about, I wasn't in my room alone, but I got that alone time that I needed. And that was really recharging and really refreshing. And I think set me up for a better return home because I did get that alone time. Uh, the night before when we were in Helsinki, and we stayed overnight. Again, we had separate rooms. And so I, I got that alone time to do much of nothing, just to be, even though we had to get up in a couple hours and be back at the hotel. That's important for me. It's something I didn't know was important to me until later on in life. But that that is something that I very much need in order to stay recharged, in order to stay charged and to recharge. And so now that uh, we're two weeks in to the return home, I feel like things have returned to normal and by way of scheduling and how I feel and rest and all the things. And so that is a plus, fingers crossed. You know, I think only time will tell um, if I keep moving forward in this, you know, regularly scheduled programming type of way. Have I done what I've needed to mitigate any long term hiccups? I won't know until I get there, right? I'll be able to look back and say, yes, it worked. And looking forward, I feel like I've done enough of the work in order to be able to kind of recoup and recover that two weeks of not having uh, event. The one event that I did go to, I was only away for two and a half, maybe three hours. So it wasn't even like it was an extended event. It was a nice, short, compact event that I was able to go to and have a good time and come home early and get in the bed. So even though I added something or allowed, you know, added something to my calendar, it still was not an overwhelming ad for me. And so that is one of the, you know, suggestions that, you know, I, I give to you, right? When you begin to add things back to your calendar, what are you adding? And are you adding the things that are a, a low lift, a light lift for you and how you need to recover and get back into the swing of things? If, you know, you have kids and 
you know, their schedules are hectic back to back to back to back. And, you know, I, I have friends that have children and are in a lot of activities. First of all, I don't know how they do it. My kids didn't do anything. I was also poor and depressed. So that's probably why they didn't do a lot of things growing up. But I, I just, I don't, I don't know how parents keep up with kids nowadays, but can you schedule someone else on the, the sports team or, you know, Taekwondo or whatever team to pick up the kids for a week so that you still have that, that kind of downtime at home to recoup and recover. There are ways and you just have to take the time to examine your life, find the spaces because what works for me may not work for you, but the process works, right? Like you have to look at your life. You have to look at what you have scheduled. You have to look at what time you spend away from home or in the home and then evaluate based upon that. What can come off the plate temporarily? What can't come off the plate temporarily? Where do you need to be? Where do you kind of need to be? Can you follow up after the meeting instead of being at the meeting? There's ways that you can still show up and meet your obligations, but take care of yourself. So I would love to hear how you recover after your vacations. And uh, I'm not quite excited for the next vacation. It's not even planned. But I am looking forward to seeing how I come back from that vacation to see if how this next vacation, hopefully it's more like like Kelly vacation than just, you know, time off and travel to see how I how I do on the return once I'm back home. So please like, subscribe, and share. Let me know in the comments how you deal with your vacations. If you travel internationally, how do you show up in a way that is culturally responsive and sensitive and is not also detrimental to your health? I'm I'm really interested in that piece. Some folks just don't care. And they don't care. They don't care. That's them. But that's not me when I travel. Yeah, I want to hear from you. How do you travel? How do you recover? How do you roll with the cultural implications of your Americanness or Canadianness or wherever you're from in another country, right? If, if, you know, language is a barrier, if culture or religion is a barrier, like I'm, I'm really interested in hearing from you and how you manage your travel. So until the next time, I encourage you always to be the light. And listen, if you need someone to talk to, please dial 988. That is the crisis talk line. Um, folks are there 24 hours a day, seven days a week to answer your call. You are not alone. And if you need someone, please call 988. If you're looking for resources, you could dial 211 on your phone or go to 211 in your browser. If you're in the continental US, I think just US period, but um, I feel very 1990s. If you're in the continental US, please dial 1-800. But anyways, if you are in the US, you could dial 211 or go to 211 in your browser and it will link you to resources in your area for whatever your need may be. If you're looking for respite care or schools or senior services or youth services, um, therapists, like you can call 211 and they can point you in the right direction. So again, be the light. Until next time, for the 100th episode, our 100th episode, oh my goodness. We are going live, Jazzy T and I. Um, we're just going to chop it up and talk about the last 100 episodes. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. So that will be available. Um, we're going to go live 
and then it'll be here in an episode form in some kind of way however she does the magic that she does to make podcasts happen so big shout out to jazzy t and jazz cast pros network shout out to all the other hosts on the network be well guys be the light until the next time you got this Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The hosts of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.